Hi, y'all, and welcome to the Fitness Nutritionist Podcast. And that's nutritionist with an S, since there's two of us. We're your hosts, Stephanie and Mandy. We all know that nutrition and fitness information can be overwhelming and confusing. So we're here to help women find real answers for all things fitness and nutrition related by giving you quick tips and strategies so you can find your healthy weight, get fit, and improve your physical and mental health. And as registered dietitians, we know how nutrition and exercise can help you feel better and allow you to live your healthiest and happiest life. So be sure and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of the episodes full of great tips and helpful information we have just for you. You can also join us in our private Facebook group, The Fitness Nutritionist Corner, where we will provide fun challenges, answer your questions, and support women along their journey to a better health. So grab a glass of water and let's get moving with today's topic. Welcome back to the Fitness Nutritionist Podcast. This is episode number 15, and today we have a very special guest with us. Mandy, why don't you introduce Linda to our listeners today? Linda Silva, she has been a dietitian for probably 20 years. Yes. Is that right, Linda? Uh-huh. Good. Um, so she and I both uh, attended TCU together, and she actually interned with me when I was at the hospital. So since then, we have just had a really close relationship. And anytime we go to conferences, it's typically the three musketeers. It's me, Stephanie, and Linda. So we have all known each other for a really long time. Linda lives in my area. So I do get the privilege of seeing her a little bit more often than I get to see Stephanie. So thank you, Linda, for coming on today. Yeah, Linda, thanks for coming. Why don't you take just a minute and tell us just a little bit about yourself real quick. Okay. Um, Well, my name is Linda and I went to TCU and Mandy was my preceptor at the hospital in Weatherford. So that's how I met Mandy. I've worked in long-term care for over 17 years and a big chunk of that was also with Mandy. So (laughs) Yeah. So that's been my main area of focus is uh, long-term care. And I just really enjoy that environment and working there. Yeah. And Linda has a boy and girl twin and I have a boy and girl twin. So we get to have some fun conversations about that. And then I am a twin. Yeah. And then Mandy is a twin. (laughs) (laughs) So we have lots to talk about. So thanks a lot, Linda, for joining us today. And Um, We asked Linda to join us because this one's going to be set up a little bit different. So we normally have our listener question of the week at the end of our podcast. But the question that we had this week was such a good one. And there there was a short and sweet answer to it. But then as we talked about it, we also felt that it deserved a more in-depth answer. So the question of the week was, can thyroid affect my weight? So we know the simple answer to that is yes, but we also felt that it was worthy of a full podcast and I suffer from hyperthyroidism and then Linda does. So we thought that it would be good to bring her on today so she can also talk a little bit about her experience with hypothyroidism and just give uh, another perspective on that. So let's start off with, so what is your thyroid? So your thyroid is a butterfly shaped gland that's in the front of your neck and it actually makes hormones. 
So these hormones enter your blood and then they make their way to every cell in your body. So it's important to remember that every single cell in your body contains thyroid hormone receptor sites. So this lets us know that thyroid hormones are essential. They play an important role in helping your body function correctly. Right. So it's basically just that condition where our thyroid gland just doesn't produce enough of that thyroid hormone. Hypothyroid deficiency of the thyroid hormones can disrupt such things um, as our heart rate, our body temperature, and all aspects of our metabolism. So that goes back to the question of can or your thyroid affect your right? Well, of course it can because it can affect that metabolism as well. Yeah. So an unexplained change in weight is one of the most common signs of a thyroid disorder. So weight gain can signal low levels of thyroid hormones, which is a condition called hypothyroidism. And in contrast, if the thyroid produces more hormones than the body needs, you may lose weight unexpectedly. And this is known as hyperthyroidism. But hypothyroidism is far more common, and it's what we're going to be talking about today specifically. So Linda, do you have any experience with that? Did you notice any changes in your weight or anything when you were before you were diagnosed or after? Yes, before. So it was right after I graduated from college and got married. And so I just thought at first it was just, oh, you know, I'm happy and that's why I'm doing weight. (laughs) And I'm not exercising as much and I'm not dancing as much because I was a dancer. And so that's why I'm gaining weight. But then it was like 20 pounds. So it was Mm -hmm. a big amount of weight. So then it took a while for me to figure out exactly what was going on. And um, after we had been married for a while, we tried to have our first baby. That's when my doctor went ahead and ran a thyroid. My gynecologist ran a thyroid panel. And that's how I found out that my, my TSH level was like sky high. Mm-hmm. And so that was the first indicator was the weight gain, but I was also exhausted at the same time, like to the point where I was basically falling asleep, sitting up. So yeah. mm-hmm. it was exhausting. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to talk about this more later. And, and we haven't had any conversations about this beforehand, but when you said that, like you were just, I feel like that is hitting the nail on the head. Like you just, you started feeling this way. You started having the symptoms, which is exactly like my story, but you just kind of put it off on all these other factors. And I feel like sometimes, you know, especially as women, we do that so much. It's like, we kind of know something's wrong, but we kind of just make excuses or think it has to be something else. And we just go on like that for years. And I just know, you know, God, God created us in a magnificent body. So one of the things he gave us symptoms to know that when we start feeling certain things, we need to, to dig deeper and look at that. But I appreciate you sharing that because that was exactly what I did. You know, we look for all these other reasons and, and then, you know, it goes on long enough and we, we finally get to the root of the problem. So, right. And I think as women, and even as moms and wives, we tend to do that. We're we're like, oh, well, we have dry skin because it's the weather, it's cold mm-hmm. outside, or you know, I'm hot, I'm having constipation because I'm not eating enough fiber, right. or um, yeah, I'm, I'm really tired or fatigued because you know I'm doing X Y Z. Well, we yeah. need to start paying attention to more of those cues 
and listening to our body and reaching out to those healthcare professionals so -hmm. we can figure out what is going on. And finding the right doctor that'll listen to you because I can remember I started having some of those symptoms and I didn't know what it was. And I can remember um, I was under a lot of stress and my fingers started tingling and having these weird sensations in my fingers and toes sometimes. And so I was afraid that it was like MS or something, you know, Mm -hmm. I didn't know what was going on because I was under a lot of stress. And so I did go to a general practitioner and he, instead of, you know, asking me more questions and maybe finding out what else was going on, he just automatically assumed it was anxiety and wanted to put me on, you know, anxiety medication. I was like, no, that I really don't think that's what it is, but I, I never filled the medication <laughs> because I knew that's not what it was. Mm-hmm. And then later I, in retrospect, that's what it, it was. My thyroid, mm-hmm. I was getting the, the, the symptoms of the hands. You can get the tingling and numbness in your hands and feet. And as soon as I started on the medication that went away. Yeah, absolutely. Which again, like, like you said, if you know that something isn't right, then you have to advocate for yourself and continue to go until you get answers. So let's start off by talking about some of the symptoms. So if any of our listeners are experiencing these and haven't had their thyroid checked, they might know to, to look deeper into some of these. So one of the symptoms that I know just from my years of dealing with it and talking with my clients and patients is feeling too cold or too hot, which the hot is normally for the hyperthyroidism, but that feeling of just being cold all the time, because thyroid disorders can disrupt the ability to regulate body temperature. So people with hypothyroidism can feel cold more often than not. I know this is one of the symptoms that was most evident for me, but again, I just said, I was like, oh, I'm just always cold. So I wouldn't go anywhere. I always kept a sweater in my car. Anytime we went out to eat, I was over there, even in Texas summers, it being a hundred degrees, I would have, have a coat on. So did you have any experience with that, Linda? Yes. For me, I had, yeah, a little bit, but for me, it was when I started my medication, when I first started it, I would get so hot in the mornings after taking Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. That I'd have to like blast the AC until I got like, my body got used to it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I can remember that more distinctly was um the change of my body temperature when I did start the medication. I mean, mm-hmm. of course it evened out after a while, but I'd get in the car and freeze the kids out because I'd be like sweating. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of that is the shift of the medication. Your your body mm-hmm. is trying to um adjust to that medication because if I remember correctly, you were pretty high. Yeah. So, you know, to come back to that normal range, it's pretty difficult for our body to, to make that huge shift like that without having some of those common symptoms, like you said, from, from going to, from hot to cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My thyroid has fluctuated throughout the years too. And I've flipped from hypo to hyper before. And so when I was in mm-hmm. hyper, the symptoms are, you know, rapid heartbeat, uh, mm-hmm you get hot, you kind of get irritated and uh, anxious. And that's a horrible feeling too. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> right. Yeah. And you mentioned that faster heart rate, because that's a, that's another symptom of hypo is um, a slower heart rate because thyroid hormones affect nearly every organ in the body and they can influence how quickly the heart beats. So people with hypothyroidism may notice their heart rate is slower than usual. But then, like you said, when you are starting new medication, 
And, you know, you, you had probably lived with that. I know I did for years before it was even diagnosed. So our body kind of was used to that. And then you start the medication and initially you have to have your labs checked. Usually they say every four to six weeks, because I know I swung the other way afterwards when they started me on medication, it was too high. So it's definitely a game that you have to kind of play out there because there, there can be a lot of fluctuations in the hormones, especially initially, and then getting those checked every year. But then, like you said, also pay attention to then now is your heart rate faster? Are you hot? That could be an indication that your medication needs to be adjusted again. Yes. It's that constant contact with your healthcare professional. So one thing you already said, Linda, earlier was your energy level. And that's another symptom is changes in our energy or even our mood. Mm -hmm. Um, Thyroid disorders can have a noticeable impact, not only on our energy level, but like I said, on our mood. And it tends to make people feel tired, sluggish, even depressed. And that's probably where your, your PCP uh, was thinking you were more on the depression mm-hmm. side versus the, the thyroid side is because of some of the symptoms that mm-hmm. you were reporting. Mm-hmm. And if you're feeling sad or even uneasy, there could be lots of reasons for it. But thyroid trouble is one of those things that's on the list. Mm-hmm. Depression is often the first sign um, of thyroid problem. Anxiety can also be linked to it. And it's more common to feel depressed when you have hypothyroidism. And I think part of that link is, you know, we're we're doing everything we feel like we should be doing, you know, we're being a mom, we're being alive, we're being the best coworker we can be. And then we come home and we're just tired. And that can really just beat you down. Yeah. And it it plays a lot of roles. So what about um, you, Stephanie, did you have any changes in your energy or mood when you were first diagnosed or prior to being diagnosed? Yeah. Kind of like Linda, I just was tired all the time, you know, and yeah, I was, you know, newly married and I found out not long after we were married too. And, but I just thought it was, you know, the stress of adapting and my job and traveling and that type of thing. And I just kind of thought that was normal. And I don't really remember, my husband might disagree. I don't really remember being moody at the time or depressed, but I definitely, you know, had the low energy levels and just was like, oh, you know, I'd, I'd wake up tired. I'd go to bed tired and just, you know, but we just keep going. We can't stop. So um, after I got, yeah, after I started the medication and got leveled off, I remember going, wow, I didn't know I could feel this good. Or like, I can just, I kind of felt like the energizer bunny then, you know, I could just go all day. And, you know, I was so happy to finally feel good again, but at the same time, I was kind of kicking myself. It was a lesson for me to know, Hey, you know, when you're not feeling right, most of the time it's not normal. You know, there's something going on, but yeah, definitely, definitely that energy level was, was not where it should be. So some other symptoms that I experienced the brain fog. I don't know if you've heard of Mm -hmm. that where you kind of feel forgetful a little bit forgetful (laughs) (laughs) and then like dry skin and hair. My hair got really brittle and I got these weird uh, patches on my skin that would just like, it was like sandpaper. And then um, my face got real puffy. My eyes would puff up Yeah, and I didn't realize (laughs) it until I would take pictures with my kids and I'd look back and be like, Oh my goodness. Like so puffy. 
Exactly. Yeah. And there's actually a reason for that. So you had those symptoms. So like with the foggy brain, you know, that's brought on by your thyroid gland sends certain hormones to your brain to help it do all of the functions that it needs to do. So when you have hypothyroidism, it slows down the stream of those hormones to your brain. And that's what causes that, you know, quote, brain fog. So Mm -hmm. you can find it hard to focus and it's not, you know, it's not you. You're feeling that symptom because your body's not functioning like it should be. So, right. Linda, you, you also had some hair loss. Yeah, I did. Cause I remember asking my hairdresser, do you notice that my hair is getting a little thin? And she was like, well, yeah, it looks like it's, you know, maybe it's just your aging or whatever. Yeah. I lost quite a bit of hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yep, I had that too. <laughs> it did not come back. So- <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie, what, what were you saying about the puffy face? Oh yeah. So with the puffy face, it could be extra fluid that your body's hanging onto because your thyroid isn't working right. And a lot of times you'll notice that in your eyelids, your lips, even, even your tongue. But yeah, it's amazing how you can look back later mm-hmm. and, and go, Oh wow. You know, my, my face looks so puffy, but you don't really realize it exactly at that point in time. So yeah, I, I don't know when, if, if you guys do physical assessments on your patients, but if you'll ever see that periorbital edema, which is right underneath the bottom of the eyes, you know, where it's really puffy, mm-hmm. that's where um, I can see a lot of it. And when I'm doing a physical assessment on a patient, you know, where yeah. they have that puffiness there. Mm-hmm. And then of course, like the dry skin, the thinning of the hair, Patients will also report changes in, you know, their, their heart rate and stuff like that. Yeah, so absolutely. So um, if you're having any of those symptoms, like we've talked about, you know, you may need to take a deeper look into that. Talk with your doctor about it or your other healthcare provider, or your dietitian. Thyroid disorders can also cause changes in your menstrual cycle and your mood, like we've talked about. And sometimes depending on your age, this can be mistaken for menopause. So if a thyroid problem is suspected, uh, you can have some blood work done to determine whether the true culprit is menopause, a thyroid disorder, or even a combination of the two. So I think we've discussed a lot of the symptoms of it a lot. Let's talk about some of the causes of hypothyroidism. The most common cause is Hashimoto's disease. So this is an autoimmune disorder in which the body actually attacks the thyroid gland, and then it results in damage to the thyroid, preventing it from producing enough hormones. So the one thing that I want you to be sure to note here is that Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism are not the same thing. So hypothyroidism is a problem with your thyroid gland. And Hashimoto's is actually a problem with your immune system. So those are two different, even though um, the most common cause of hypothyroidism is Hashimoto's, they are two very distinct diseases. One is with the thyroid gland and one is actually an autoimmune disorder. And some other causes of hypothyroidism in some cases results from a problem with the pituitary gland, which is at the base of that brain. The gland produces, it's called TSH. It's the thyroid stimulating hormone. And that tells the thyroid what to do. It's That's basically its job. Um, and if your pituitary gland does not produce enough of that TSH, 
those levels of thyroid hormones will start to fall. And other causes um, of hypothyroidism include temporary inflammation of the thyroid or medications that can affect that thyroid function. So let's talk about some risk factors that may be included with hypothyroidism. Mm -hmm. Yeah, genetics for one. I know in my family, it runs rampant. My, both of my parents have it. My grandparents had it. Um, it's just my aunts have it. It's just kind of all, all over the place. Linda, do you know, does it run in your family? I didn't know my entire family history. My mom was a foster child and then she was adopted later in life. And she just now found her family. So I'm learning all sorts mm. of things about my history yeah, that I didn't know. So it probably cool. from that side of the family. So possibly it probably came from that side of the family. I don't know. <laughs> but also Linda in college, you oh yeah, were really sick at one point. You had mono maybe? I had mono. It's a very severe case of mono. And I, as a result, lost so much weight. Like I lost down to 104 pounds, which I weigh 140 right now. <laughs> so like, you can imagine what that would look like. Yeah. It was horrible. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, they say that it could happen after a viral illness that you could mm -hmm. um, develop mm -hmm. this from the damage that it does on your body. So that could have been a result of that. So also, um, just as being females, that increases our risk for hypothyroidism. So there's more women than men that have it. Um, if you have an autoimmune disease, such as celiac or even type 1 diabetes, that can increase our risk for hypothyroidism. And your sister, actually, Linda, has autoimmune. Yes, she has rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Stephanie, what about your family? Do you have any autoimmune disease in your family? Yeah, we definitely do. Um, from rheumatoid arthritis, fibromyalgia, okay. the hypothyroidism. So I, mm -hmm. I know that genetics definitely does, does play a role. And then some other risk factors, if you've received radiation to your neck or your upper chest, if you've, of course, had a partial thyroidectomy, and they say if you're over 60 years of age, but I know like with me and Linda, we were both in our twenties. Uh, right. It, you do, your risk does continue to increase as you age. So okay. I don't know. I mean, it's definitely something. So I hope that, you know, the listeners have learned something here today. If you, if you're having any of those symptoms, feeling too hot, cold, the heart rate changes in energy or mood, the hair loss, the brain fog, the puffy face, all these things, you know, just realize that, you know, sometimes one of those in and of themselves may not be a big trigger. Like you may just think, oh, I just have dry skin or, you know, oh, I've just always had irregular menstrual periods or something, but you know, we would encourage you to just kind of stop, slow down enough for a minute and kind of go through these and see if, if you have several of these that, you know, you're eating fairly well, you're exercising, you're doing all those things, but yet you're still having some of these issues. We would really encourage you to talk with your healthcare provider. We are out of time almost for today, but we're going to make this a two-part series. So on our next podcast, we're going to talk more in depth about the thyroid and then also talk about some labs because here's the other thing that I want to lead in to our next segment on is 
Um, Linda, you even touched on this earlier, and I deal with this. I've I've been asked this so many times in in my program that I have refined and renewed, where it's an online program where I help women with weight and that are in menopause and are having issues with depression and anxiety. I get asked about the thyroid all the time because they definitely can uh, be related. And people ask if there's a diet, but the thing here is I have so many women say, no, it's not my thyroid because my doctor checked my TSH and it was fine. Yes. But what we're going to talk about in our next segment is there's way, way more to the thyroid than just TSH. So And Linda actually hit the nail on the head earlier when she said that the one doctor could not identify it. However, the second doctor did. And that's where we have to be um, knowledgeable in our, in our own care. Number one, number two, you know, communicating what those symptoms are and being consistent. If you're not hearing what you need to hear from one physician, then go Mm -hmm. to a second physician. You know, if you've gone to two or three and they all agree that you don't have thyroid issues, then maybe it's not a thyroid issue. Maybe you have something else going on. However, be an active participant in your care. Know Mm -hmm. what's going on. Communicate that with your physician and be consistent. Absolutely. Linda, do you have any um, last word you would like to say? No, I agree with you. You have to be your own advocate um, for your health care. And if you don't get the answers from the first doctor, definitely get a second opinion and listen to your body because if you're feeling symptoms that are that strong and you're that tired, then there's definitely something wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Well, Linda, thanks for joining us today. I <laughs> hope maybe you can come back for our part two. That would be great. Um, if not, we understand, but I hope that y'all have found this helpful today and please join us for our part two to where you can learn just if your TSH is normal, there's a lot more that can be going on. And we hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Fitness Nutritionist Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you gained a little more info to help you along your journey to your best life. We would love it if you would take just a minute to write this podcast and share it with your family and friends. And as always, let us know if you have anything you would like us to talk about on any future episodes. And don't forget, go to the Fitness Nutritionist Corner, our private Facebook group, where we'll have those fun challenges. We'll answer your questions and support women along their journey to a better health. You can also contact us on our website at thefitnessnutritionist.com. And that's nutritionist with an S. And just remember, ladies, you are worth it.